Hello, and welcome to the Spiritual Expansion and Ascension Podcast, your guide on this crazy spiritual journey with me, Melissa Fike. This podcast is for those who want to expand their consciousness and dive deep into the Great Awakening and the next paradigm shift. We'll be exploring all sorts of metaphysical and mystical topics, including timelines, parallel realities, the matrix, the quantum field, manifestation, aliens, the Akashic Records, and so much more. It's time to raise your vibe. In this episode, I'm going to share with you your true nature and some information about intuition. I am so excited to talk to you about this because, of course, if you know me, intuition is my thing and I love to share any information that I have about intuition. But first, I'm going to start with a story. On Sunday, I was working. I had a lot of things to get done and I was working in my home office. And my guidance said, go on to Bell Rock. I live in Sedona, by the way. Woohoo. Um, go on Bell Rock and do a sunset meditation. Now, it is getting dark and it's getting late and it's getting dark earlier because obviously it's winter. And I actually need to rush to get this done because I need to get up on the mountain, be able to at least do a 30, 40 minute meditation before it gets dark. But one thing about this intuitive guidance was that it felt like I had to be there. There was no other place I was supposed to be. So right here, I want to share with you, it wasn't just about the message I received. It was about the feeling that went with the message. The feeling was so strong, I felt a pull to Bell Rock. Now, I literally live right behind Bell Rock, so it's really easy to get over there. But the pull was so strong. I scrambled in my house, grabbed my hat, grabbed my jacket, grabbed some boots, and of course, a blanket because it's getting chilly out. And I go to Bell Rock, I climb up, I go to a certain area that I know there aren't a lot of people, and I sit and I do my meditation. I went deep inside, the meditation was fantastic. And as I'm in meditation, I hear the coyotes all start to sing to each other. And I knew at that moment that the sun was really getting close to setting. So I gave myself a few more minutes, listened to the coyotes, and just fell again into my silence. And then I got up and I was like, all right, I got to get down because it can be treacherous where I was, especially if it's dark out. So the sun's really setting. And the sun is gone. And I put on my flashlight from my phone. And it's an easy area to get down. And I know it pretty well, because I'm on the trail. And all of a sudden, I hear someone say, hey, down there. And I said, yo. <laughs> and they said, can you help us? We're stuck. And I'm closer to the trailhead. But um, I was like, yes. Yeah. So I put my blanket on a carn and I have my flashlight and I'm trying to maneuver myself closer to them. I go off the trail a little bit. And I said, hey, you need to come toward me. I know where you are. Come toward me more and go down a little bit and come toward me. And then I got them back on the trail. And they were from Florida and they didn't know the area at all. And I got them down the trail and back to the trailhead. As we were walking along, 
I said, hey, I'm glad I was out here for you all. I was actually guided to come here. I literally scrambled, got my stuff and came here. I'm wondering if I'm here for you guys. And I actually do believe that, yes, the meditation was part of that, but the other part was to help these people. Did I save their lives? No, but I kind of joked with my kids and I said, hey, I just rescued someone off the mountain. I can now consider myself a first responder. Ha ha. And so I thought that was really interesting. Now, the point here is not just the story, but the guidance. For a split moment when I received the guidance, I did say, hey, I really have so much work to do. And if I go out and meditate, I'm going to come home and I'm not going to want to work anymore. I'm kind of in work mode. And I, and I just felt like this pull. And the feeling is what really drove me to go. It wasn't about my ego's voice saying, hey, you really should work because, you know, that's your livelihood and you have people to take care of in your life. So you need to work and your dog needs to eat and so do you. But the feeling was stronger than the thoughts. And I overwrote those thoughts because I said, you know what? Work's always there. There's always something to do. What is it that feels right for me? And it is to be on Bell Rock and to me meditating. And the beauty of it, I felt like I was getting this special experience with the coyotes and listening to the coyotes sing to each other. It was really powerful and beautiful. My meditation was awesome. But that was such a small piece of why I was there. I was there to be of service. And every day when I wake up, and I go into my meditation, I say, how may I love boldly and serve wisely? Now, people would say, hey, is that really service to go help someone off the mountain? Yes, because anything that you do from love is service. It can be anything in your life. Now, let's go back to intuition. Intuition isn't about just the message. People put a lot of emphasis on the message. But to me, your intuition comes from your higher consciousness. It has to come through a higher part of your self, of your true authentic self. It doesn't come from a guide or an angel. It really comes through you because they have to filter it through your own system. It can't just come from outside. It has to go from you to you. (laughs) Um, Now they do talk to your higher consciousness and to you directly, but it has to filter through your own higher consciousness. For many people, taking the outside people like guides and angels out of the equation helps them feel more connected to their higher consciousness and to their own intuition. So they're not looking outside of themselves for their intuition. It's coming from within, which is why I go a lot with my feelings. Now, sometimes you may get an intuitive hit and you may feel that you're a little apprehensive or a little nervous. And I always say that if your intuition says, to do something and you feel, yes, oh my gosh, yes, but ooh, that's a little scary. You know that you're more in alignment with it because the scary part's the ego going, oh, do you really want to do that? Because we want to keep you in this little tiny little box of humanism. And you're like, no, man, I'm expanding out. Like, forget that box. 
I'm going outward. I'm expanding. And yeah, it's a little scary because when you follow your intuition, you're following the unknown because you don't really know what's going to happen. Your ego says, well, you know, you don't know what's really going to happen there. So maybe you should just sit back and uh, eat bonbons and watch TV. But you're like, no, man, I'm expanding out and I'm connecting with my higher wisdom. And even if it's a small step forward that you make with your intuition, you're still doing some action behind it, which will amplify your intuition the next time. The more you do little actions that follow your guidance and your intuition, that will amplify the next intuitive hit and the next intuitive hit. Now, if your intuition says, move to Timbuktu, sell all your goods, leave your family, I wouldn't necessarily make that huge change in my life, but I would maybe look into where Timbuktu was and what it looked like and maybe take a vacation there first before I actually like leave everything behind. So little actions in alignment with your intuition, your higher consciousness is going to open up and expand your ability to receive more intuition. Now, the second part of intuition is about the ego, right? So what blocks our intuition? It's always our ego, 100, 100%. It's never anything else. So every time you say, well, I can't, I'm not intuitive. I can't receive messages. I don't know how, I don't know. That is all from your egoic self. The ego wants to keep us safe and thinks that if we keep ourselves in this tiny box, then we're safe. But if you want to expand your intuition and your connection with truest energy, your higher consciousness, who you truly are, then you kind of have to recognize the ego and the ego's voice. Now, don't laugh, but I also heard I needed to share another story with you. And this is a little off center. So just bear with me since I can be a little long winded when it comes to my stories. So back in about, I'm going to say around the year 2000, I was part of like a little spiritual community group of people in Maryland. And at one point, we were in a meditation. And we did a really deep, great meditation. And it was fantastic. I went outside. And when I walked outside, I had this full visceral experience. Now, I want you to understand I wasn't with anyone. I was on the deck by myself. I just felt compelled to go out there. And what I experienced in this moment was I was a unicorn. And don't laugh. I know. I love unicorns. I've been obsessed with unicorns my whole life. But what I experienced in that moment was I was that unicorn. I felt the muscles of this horse-like being running. And what I recognized was that when we were in either Lemuria or Atlantis as beings, now this is my story. I'm not saying this is truth. I just want you to understand this was my experience, my story. But what I was shown in like maybe probably more Lemurian times where we were testing all the things we were creating. So in other words, we created these beings like a unicorn. And what we would do is we would project our consciousness into these animals 
or beings that we created, we were the creators, we created this experience or this, um, these beings or animals. And we would project our consciousness in these animals. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be the most intuitive person in the room? Advancing your intuition is such an important part of your spiritual development. I'm so excited to share with you my new advanced psychic intuitive training. I've spent over 20 years helping spiritual seekers like you to discover and unlock their psychic abilities. My approach isn't just about developing psychic skills, but about aligning with your deepest spiritual truth and tapping into your divine wisdom that resides within you. I'm humbled and blessed to have taught thousands of students to accelerate their intuition. They've gained confidence, clarity, and a renewed sense of purpose. And you can too. So take this opportunity to live a more intuitive, enlightened life. You're ready for this, and I'm excited to support you on your spiritual journey. Go to melissafike.com slash psychic to sign up today. This isn't just a course. It's a path to awakening your true self. So let's walk this path together towards a life of wisdom, clarity, intuition, and spiritual growth. Just go to com slash psychic, and I'll see you there. To see what it felt like to be that animal. So as I was doing this experience, it was like a waking dream. It was profound. And obviously, this was like 20 years ago. And I still remember it like it was yesterday, because it feels so real. And it's still I can still feel the muscles of this unicorn running, galloping, it was just profound. And I also saw what it experienced. So I saw how it could see so vastly. And I could feel its feelings and its connection with its kin and its tribe and its um, babies. And But the most profound part was I literally felt the muscles running. And what I understood from this experience wasn't I was a unicorn in a past life. That wasn't what I was experiencing in that moment. What I was experiencing was what it was like to project a consciousness into a physical form. Because as a consciousness, we're energy, we're always moving, we're always creating on an energetic level. But what this really was about was projecting our consciousness into a physical form. Voila, now I'm a human being experiencing a human experience. And how did that happen? Was the same way that I was a unicorn. I projected my consciousness into this physical form and how I I didn't understand it at that time, but now I think 
I have some awareness. I'm not going to say I know this is true or this is really it. But for me, how it profoundly affected me now is that how that's how we got caught up in the karmic energy of being a human. We started to project our energy into these forms and we perfected the forms as well because we're also the creators of those forms. So we're creating this experience. So God or source didn't create a bug. We created that bug. And as we created it, we started projecting our energy into it to see what it was like to be that creation. So we got caught up experiencing the creation and we got immersed in that experience. And then we started to identify with that being. And that's how we evolved this egoic part of ourselves, because we started to identify with the forms that we created. And wow, that blows my mind. And I'm not even going to say that I fully understand what I'm even saying. What I am sharing with you is how I perceive it and how I was shown this for me. And I'm just sharing it with you. Like you have to take the information and dissolve it into how it fits in for your life and your experience. So here we are humans having this human experience and the ego is such a big part of this human experience, right? It blows my mind how crazy the ego gets with its belief systems and how it intertwines and entangles itself in our world and how it creates this reality that is BS. It's not true. For instance, I know my ego used to love, I mean, it's softer now, but it still does it once in a while. But it it used to really love and really get entangled in making projections and predictions about what other people were saying or doing. So it would say, well, you know, because they acted that way, they were doing this and they were saying that about you. And (laughs) it just went on and on. And I would believe what it said, but what it was really doing, what the ego is really doing is just taking old ideas, belief systems, old programs from our subconscious and creating a dialogue and connects it to the feeling center within you. And when it connects it to the feeling center, then you are on a rampage. You're like, well, how dare they say those things to me? And this is what I would say back to them. And and then you have this 30-minute dialogue, internal dialogue, that, that creates major suffering and issues in your life. Now, do you understand that? This creates major issues in your life. So this ego was part of, that's how I perceived the ego being created, starting to create through this identification. So we started to identify with the being, the human being, and now we're caught up in the karmic wheel of 
being human. So that's why we're always identifying, they did this to me, and I'm identifying that I'm a mother, a good mother or a bad mother, a smart person or a dumb person, a lovely person who's sweet and kind, and a crazy person. And all these identifications are all caught up in the subconscious programming. It's really not who you are, because who you truly are is your higher consciousness. That's who you truly, truly are. Now, of course, this is part of our evolutionary process. This is part of why we're here because we want to experience what it means to be in a physical experience and create not from just energy, but also physicality. And it is experience and it's an amazing experience. And it also can be difficult because we're so identified with the projections that we put out in the world. We identify with our likes and our dislikes, and we identify with how others perceive us. And we identify that, oh yeah, you know, what I think is right and what you think is wrong. And that's being caught up in the duality of this experience. And that's the other thing that we got caught up in. Like, wow, we've never experienced such major polarities and dualities. We can't experience this in oneness. We can't experience this when we are in a melding energy, when we can connect to somebody by really melding with their energy with my energy. We can't experience this duality. It's only here on this earth plane that your planes like this, um, or planets like this, that we can experience this major duality. And that's a gift for us. But this evolved this egoic part of ourselves, this ego that holds us back because the ego is so afraid that if it doesn't have an identity, then it's not going to know what to do with itself and it's going to dissolve. And that is kind of scary because the ego wouldn't know what to do if it wasn't around because the ego identifies with the physical form its job 100% is to keep the body safe. Okay, so now we're going to go into what the body is. Again, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, I was with a, some teachers. Um, and those teachers, I remember one of them said that our body is an elemental. And I understand it to be our body is an animal. So what that means for me is that my body, the physical form, has a consciousness. And that consciousness is responsible for the flight and fight and fear response that it has. It's responsible for all the organs and everything that happens, the breathing and the blood flow and the heart beating and the automatic nervous system. And all these things are part of the animal consciousness. The animal consciousness is an animal. And because it's an animal, it is so connected to the energy of the animalistic consciousness, the group consciousness. So we're all kind of in this together. We're not as separate as we all like to think we are. But because we had a more sophisticated brain system as we evolved or as we were created, if you believe that uh, we have some DNA from our galactic ancestors, 
Um, but basically, this evolved into the ego. So the subconscious programming that is immersed in our brain is also how the ego decides what's going on. So it's literally taking everything that you've experienced, all your past, all your fears, all your anger, all your abuse, all your traumas, and it's literally projecting it out into the world. And as you keep on identifying with this ego's belief system of identification that I am this, then you're missing your connection with your higher consciousness. Now, what does this all mean? This means that you can't be as intuitive if you're listening to your ego's voice. It just can't be because you're too focused on the polarity of ego instead of the connection and polarity of higher consciousness. Now, most of us fly between a little bit of the two, you know, we're in our ego's voice, and then we hear a little bit of higher consciousness stuff. So the ego has evolved. This evolutionary process that's happened with the ego is amazing of what it has created, because its job is to keep the physical form safe. And that is exactly what it's doing all the time, which is why it will say, oh, don't go over there. Don't talk to those people. You need to stay safe in your little cocoon. And maybe you should be friends with all of those people over there because you'll be safe there with all the abusers and the haters of the world because that's what you grew up with. Remember, I'm taken from my programming. So I know I'd rather be with the abusive people than the loving and kind people because that's what the ego says is safer because it's only coming from your subconscious programming. The ego sits in a lot of fight, flight, freeze, hide energy. And it's always interested in this moment, am I safe? And what it will do is project out all your subconscious memories and experiences and say, you know what? That may tiny little piece may be when your mother beat you that time. So you better back away or you better fight back right now. And in that moment, most likely you are really safe. You're not going to be beat again, but because the ego wants you to believe that you're going to be beat again, it will keep you away from things that will be different for you because it's afraid of the unknown. The only thing that it knows is its own programming, what it has always experience what it always knows from your subconscious. And, you know, the subconscious creates 95% of your waking life. Most of us are only 5% conscious in our waking life. And this means that the ego is living from a place of fear and of control and of anger and old programming. And how are you going to connect your higher consciousness if you're not fully aware of your ego's need to save your physical body? And it will see anything outside of itself as a threat to the physical form and a threat to its identity. So it will do everything in its power to keep you, of course, I keep on saying in that little tiny box. So you have this ego voice, right, that we're talking about. And then you also have your higher consciousness voice. Intuition is directly correlated with your higher consciousness. 
And that is your intuition. And when people tell me that they don't have intuition, they don't know how to hear it, it is already inside of you. It's already such an innate part of you. That means that your intuition is always part of you, that your intuition is always available to you. You just have to retune your availability to your connection with your intuition because it is your higher consciousness. But what happened is, is that you've been programmed to listen to your ego's voice. You've been programmed to take the ego and its subconscious belief systems and create it and project it out into your world and believe that that is true. And anything other than that isn't in alignment with who you are because it's wrapped up in that egoic identity. When you want to connect more to your intuition, you have to start learning to recognize the ego's voice, recognize the words that it always says, recognize how it sounds. And that will help you be able to open up to the next level of being connected to your higher consciousness. Now, I'm not going to go into Claire's or clairvoyancy, clairsentient or anything like that. This is more about the awareness of the ego as opposed to your higher consciousness. Now, your higher consciousness isn't going to cause suffering, but your ego certainly will do that. Our ego makes us suffer by those old programs, right? So it's not this awareness that the ego has. The ego is literally pulling shit out of the depth of your basement or your closet, that things that have been hidden away, all dust and dirt and grime and trauma and saying, look, this is what's happening right here and now. So it's literally pulling old, dirty laundry and saying, wear this today. And you're like, wait a minute, that thing is a complete mess. Why would I want that? Well, because the ego says that if you wear your old stuff, if you are your old self, then you'll be safe because at least you know that. You know what trauma looks like. You know what abuse looks like. So that's what you should have in your life. Now, the ego is not some other entity. It's just literally the software program within you. So you don't want to kill off the ego or make it into a bad guy or see it as an adversary. Awareness of the ego and the ego's voice is key to your intuition and is key to your higher consciousness and is key to your ascension process. You can't dissolve the ego without awareness of what it's doing, where it's coming from, where all those old programs are from, and doing your deeper shadow work, meaning you're going inside and clearing those old programs. Because those old programs are literally just old traumas that are stuck in your cellular memory, in your energetic, mental, emotional, physical energy, in your genetic line, in your DNA, in the Akashic Records. These are the levels that these old programs all sit. And once you start transforming and transmuting those programs, then you're more available to be more in alignment or more connected uh, to your higher consciousness or more aware of your higher consciousness. Because you're not disconnected from your higher consciousness. You could never be disconnected. You're always connected to your higher consciousness. You're just more 
open and aware because you're not being distracted by the little kid high on sugar, right? The ego, I always say, is the seven-year-old kid high on sugar running around with no purpose and no understanding of what to do or what it's doing or how it's doing it is just all over the place. That's the ego. So if you start to recognize that that ego is such a primitive, childlike part of you, you take less stock in what it has to say or what it's doing. You're more available to your higher consciousness. I want you to understand I'm telling you these stories because that helps you give a framework of how I've come up with the things that I've experienced and how I see and understand these metaphysical spiritual experiences. Just because I had this experience or this vision doesn't mean that I'm better than anyone else. It's just where I was and what I needed and what I was open to experiencing. And everyone has this availability. Everyone is intuitive. Everyone can connect to their higher consciousness. And when you look at someone else and say, oh, well, I don't have that, that's ego. Or, oh, well, I've never had a vision like that. My guides don't talk like that. That's ego. And if that happens, I want you to say, okay, ego, I hear what you say, but I know that's not my truth. My truth is that I'm already intuitive. I'm just more open and aware of what that might look like. And it may be different for me than that person that I'm listening to on this podcast. It's different because I'm unique. And that's what you want to tell your ego. I'm unique. Now, you don't want to build up your spiritual ego. We'll talk about that a whole nother time. But basically, you want to discredit in a way that's the best way to say it. I'm going to say discredit the ego's voice, meaning, yeah, I'm not going to really listen to you because you're not really in alignment with where I want to head. And the other part of that is you can take those projections and belief systems and ask where is the depth of the issues or traumas connected to that. And you can also go get my book, A Radical Approach to the Akashic Records, Master Your Life, Raise Your Vibration on Amazon, because I do talk about how you can go inside and clear some of that stuff in the Akashic Records. I also have a really special multidimensional healing program that I'm doing right now that is really intensely connected to healing these parts of ourselves, these lower energy systems that are in our way of connecting with our higher consciousness, of being more on purpose, of living in a more aligned life. So I'll also link that below. I'm so excited to share all this with you and you have an amazing blessed day. Much love.